what is your reason for coming to Mass? I bet if I walked around the room and I asked each of you, you might come up with something different. It might be the same, but there's a good chance it might be different. You know, you might say, well, I come to Mass because I'd like to have a great family. I think I can get uh, coming to Mass. It's going to be very helpful with my family life, with my marriage, or maybe I want to I fix my marriage or family life, and this is why I'm, I'm coming to Mass. You know, maybe you say, well, I'm here because my, my parents, you know, they, they make me come to Mass. Or you might say, well, I'm here because my wife makes me come to Mass, or my husband makes me come to Mass. You know, there's, there's different reasons, or it could be something else. It could be, you know, this is what I've always done, or I really like the people, you know, that I see at Mass. I like the priest. Uh, you know, or maybe it's a business thing. This is a great opportunity to, uh, you know, make, make business contacts or, or to make friends, or, or, you know, it could be something practical. Like, it just kind of gives me this peaceful feeling and kind of sets me up for my week. So these are the reasons why I come to Mass. Well, I would say, based on our gospel reading today, that all of these are really good secondary reasons for coming to Mass. Not the primary reason, but the secondary reason. Of course, you know, we know the, the first primary reason is out of love for God, out of gratefulness to Him. He is first and foremost. And then only secondarily, uh, do we have these other things, like a good and solid family life that's built on the rock, or good marriages, or finding a good spouse, and any of these things, you know, any of these things that have to do with loving your neighbor, the Lord says these things come second, right? But it's really easy, a lot of times, for us to kind of get these things mixed up, and these, these kind of side benefits that come out of our love for the Lord, and, and coming to Mass, and and doing these things, these kind of different graces the Lord gives, sometimes they can end up taking first place and then God takes second, right? It's kind of like we're using him for these other things. And these other things then have become our gods instead. It's really easy. This creeps up on, on most of us at some point at one time or another. So how do you know, you know, if what you're worshiping, what's really most important to you is that is is something that really should be second and that it's not God, you know? It's helpful. There are some questions you can ask yourself. One of those is this whole thing about, you know, know, marriage, for example, is is a good thing here, right? It's It's a good example of this. If your husband or your wife asks you, hey, you know, uh, why do you love me? Uh, I would encourage being very careful in how you respond to this question, right? So there's some different things that you could say. There's some wrong things you could probably say, right? So you could say, well, I really love you because of your body, you know, and all these pleasures that I get to experience. Uh, or you might say, what, the reason I love you is because I really like having two incomes. You know, it's much better than one income. Or you might say, I love you because, you know, I've always wanted to have a family and it's pretty difficult to do that by myself. Or maybe, uh, I love you because I really like to hike and, you know, go into the mountains and do these things and you kind of help me do that. So if you say those things, your, your spouse is probably not going to take it all that well. You know, she's going to say, you're telling me that you love these other things that I help you to experience, not me. She wants to hear you say that you love her, even if all these other things, you know, go away, that, that, that it's her that's most important, not all these other things, these kind of side benefits that 
you get there. So, you know, if with the Lord, you're saying to him, Lord, I love you if, that's a problem there, right? Lord, I love you if you answer my prayers. Uh, I love you, you know, if you don't let such and such happen to me or such and such happen to my family. So if, you're, if there is these conditions, if you're, then if there is these ifs, that means the if thing is really the thing that you're worshiping, that which is most important to you. So things have gotten kind of twisted around. God's taken a secondary place and this other thing is, is now on top. You know, another way to know that if you've kind of got these things mixed up is by asking this question about what fills you. Because if you're not worshiping God, you're worshiping something. We're made for worship. And you're going to worship something, I guarantee it. Nope, um, maybe, you know, for you, it's uh, something aesthetic. Some beautiful thing that you, you just feel great when you're there, you know, looking at this thing or being with this thing. And, uh, you know, this, you're willing to spend any amount of money, any amount of time to be, you know, near this beautiful thing. Or maybe it's uh, some, some physical or, or psychological pleasure, pleasure. You're willing to use other people or to do dangerous things so that you can experience, you know, this pleasure, right? This means this has become your thing, that which you worship. Or maybe, you know, it's, it's relationships. You know, I love you, Lord, as long as everything's going great with um, my family. You know, that family's most important, it's more important than anything else. You can imagine if anything were to happen to your family, you know, what, what your life would look like beyond that. Well, uh, you know, something is filling that void. That what something you're worshiping something. Maybe it's politics. You know, over the next year, you're going to see a lot of people. Their elections are going to come, and some people are just going to be like in despair as to the results because that had become their god. That had become everything. We fill this area with something. So, a couple ways to know whether or not God is first in your life. In your life, you have an if, like a condition, based on your love of God. I love you, God. If this happens or this doesn't happen, you know, or if something else you're going to continually, it's taking a lot of your time, taking a lot of your money, uh, yourself, uh, then if that's filling that void of worship, that means something else other than God might be there. Might have got these things switched around. So what does it look like then if you really, truly put God first before all these other things? You know, our Lord talked about this today in our gospel reading. He says, this means that you love the Lord your God with all of your heart. And what, is this, what does this look like? You know, the, the saints, doctors of the church talked about your heart, meaning your will, submitting yourself, giving somebody your will is the deepest, most intimate part of who you are. This means this is what it means to give your heart to the Lord. Now, I really like this, uh, this prayer. I think it's really helpful, too. I'd encourage it. It's a prayer by St. Ignatius. Uh, you're, you're finding yourself getting ang- really anxious about some particular area. You don't know what to do if, if you would lose this thing or this area didn't come true. This is a really good prayer for this. Uh, it's a prayer that really helps to get your heart back in the right place. So St. Ignatius wrote it. He says this, Take, O Lord, And you can put this prayer into your own words. You know, you don't have to remember this particular prayer, but the gist of what he's saying. Take, O Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, my whole will. Lord, whatever you want, you can have it. It's yours. I'm giving you my will. That's that heart prayer.
prayer. You have given me all that I am and all that I possess. I surrender it all to you, that you may dispose of it according to your will. My family, my marriage, my career, my gifts, my talents, everything, you gave them to me, Lord. I'm giving them back to you. you whatever you want to do with them, if you want it, that's what I want. I'm okay with that because I'm giving you my heart. I'm giving you my will. You're the most important thing to me. Give me only your love and your grace. With these, I'll be rich enough and I'll have no more to desire. That's a prayer that says, God, you've given all this stuff to me. If you want to take it back, I'm okay with that. Whatever you want. It doesn't matter. You know, uh, you want, you know, my marriage, my family, my finances, it doesn't matter. All these things. What's most important, if all these things go away, if everything else fails, if everything else gets crushed, all I care about is you. That's all. Because think about it. All those other things, all these what are supposed to be secondary things, they will go away at some point. They're not going to last. Marriage is a wonderful and beautiful thing. But spouses die. Divorce happens. Painful things happen. Children are wonderful Beautiful things from the Lord, but they grow up, they move out, they, you know, this, these relationships, they, they change. You know, careers come and go, they don't last. Uh, your body, physical pleasures and things, they're here for a time, but it's not going to last. These bodies, they were out, things stop working. You know, all, everything else we can possibly, you know, put first, you know, if you, if you get that ripped away and you're totally destroyed, uh, if you're putting your, your heart on the Lord, nothing can take that away. That can never be destroyed. You'll be on this rock, solid, steady foundation. This is what it means to fully love the Lord with all of your heart. Lord, whatever you want, I'm okay with that. As long as I have you, I give you my heart, I give you myself. This is what we see in the saints over and over. This is what we see in the uh, the Blessed Mother, you know, when she, the angel came to her and said to her, um, you know, you're going to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit. She could have gotten really angry. This is going to ruin, I was hoping to be like, have this great career. If I get pregnant, it's going to ruin all that, you know, or, or uh, she could have said, you know, what are people going to say about me? This is going to ruin my reputation. But she wasn't worrying, she wasn't worshiping reputation or career. She loved the Lord. She gave herself fully to him, her heart to him. And she was okay with whatever happened as long as she had him. You know, all, this, all the saints show this. Uh, Blessed Solanus Casey, a priest, a Capuchin priest that died up in Detroit back in the 1950s. God used him in these amazing ways, miraculous ways. But when he was ordained a priest, this is something that he, I'm sure he dreamed about for, for a long time. He was told, well, you can be a priest, but you can't preach and you can't hear confessions. And he was never given that faculty for his whole life. Could have destroyed him. Could have gotten really angry about this. When they would send him to this mon- these different monasteries and the like, uh, they would say, well, you're not very bright, you're not very smart. So why don't you just like do the laundry and sweep the floors? He could have got mad about that. Why don't you just like open the door and welcome to people? But his heart was in the right place. He said, Lord, as long as I have you, that's all that matters. And the Lord worked through him in these beautiful ways. Nothing could shake him. He had this incredible steadiness, this love, God's love just poured through his humility. And you hear all these astounding, wonderful miracles, how he touched lives, how people had lined up for hours and hours and hours from dawn till dusk, to see him. The Lord was just shining through him. Why? Because he'd given his whole heart. 
He'd love the Lord with his whole heart. Jesus says also to love the Lord with your, with your soul. How do you do this? You know, you've, you give him your heart, your soul, and your mind. This is more like the day-to-day things, right? Your soul, this is like prayers. Maybe you're struggling, you're grappling. This is a difficult teaching to give the Lord all of you and to trust him and to be okay with just him. It's hard. Well, a baby step, a way that you can start grasping this is by giving him your soul every single day in prayer. Reminding him every single day in prayer. Reminding yourself, Lord, I'm giving you my heart. I'm giving you all that I am. If I lose everything today and just have you, I'm okay with that. Praying that every day, that'll begin to shape you. That'll renew your mind. You know, giving the Lord all of your mind, Jesus says. It'll begin to renew the way that you think. You know, these other things that pull you away from the Lord, coming back to him. Getting into good study habits. Uh, you know, things that affect your intellect, things that affect the way that you think. You know, what are day-to-day little habits, little things that you can fully say yes to the Lord? You know, one of those is, is prayer, you know, giving him your soul. One of those is the mind, getting good habits, learning good things, day in, day out, just little ways. It's hard to do what the saints did, right? It's hard to say, Lord, I don't care what happens to my family. I'm okay with you. Or my career, if everything goes terrible and nothing turns out, I end up looking silly in front of everybody. Those are hard things, right? But by giving him your soul in prayer daily, by giving him your mind in you know, learning good things and growing in the faith, uh, these are like little baby steps and moving in that direction of giving him the whole of your heart, really truly putting him first. This, I would say, is what it looks like to really truly love the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind. This is what we're called to do. So why are you coming to Mass? You know, why are you doing anything, really? Uh, you're doing this for the Lord. We're, you're doing this because of what we're about to pray here in a few minutes, because it is meet and right so to do. He's given us so much. Uh, you know, he's loved us. How can we do anything less than simply love him in return, to put him first above and beyond everything else. As Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Everything else, all these secondary things, relationships, loving your neighbor, uh, your marriage, your family, your career, you know, all these other things, loving yourself will be taken care of. If you put the Lord first, trust him, he cares for you, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And love your neighbor as yourself, that God may be glorified. Amen.